welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Insight Podcast, giving you a unique insight into the music and ministries of independent Christian artists. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. Thank you very much, Bob. Welcome to the show, my friends. Uh, just another uh, another way that we are trying to be a blessing to all of you and everybody involved. And today, doing that, we are talking to Rhonda Louise, a Christian singer-songwriter. She's in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, a little bit north of us here in Pennsylvania. Rhonda, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for the invite. This is awesome. Oh, you're Thank very, you. Very welcome. It's our pleasure. Now, I'm going to start. Sure. I should have asked you this before we hit record. Do I refer to you as Rhonda or Rhonda Louise? Rhonda's fine. Okay, we'll go with that. Either way. Okay. Either way is fine. Yeah. Okay. And friends, I want to let you know right up front here, Rhonda Louise, that's two uh, two words, R-H-O-N-D-A, and then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. Please do. Uh, if you don't uh, get a chance to do it now, please do uh, be aware and go to uh, her website, rondalouise.net. Rhonda Louise, one word, dot net. And you are going to uh, be blessed, I'm sure, by her music. So, Rhonda, are you a native of Calgary? No, I actually grew up in a, a, near a small farming town uh, in Manitoba, southern Manitoba. In fact, only about 10 miles from North Dakota. From North Dakota? Uh, we okay. were, yeah, we were maybe two hours north of Minot. And um, my parents uh, farmed. They had grain and cattle and strawberries. They had a three-acre strawberry farm. Mm. In fact, uh, we were so close to the border that uh, some of the Canadian patrol guys from the border would come and get strawberries oh. from the farm on their breaks. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, yeah. Would, you, would you call it pretty, a pretty rural area there? Very, yes, yeah. very farming, uh, agriculture area, for right. sure. Okay. Yeah. And how, how much colder would it be, or if any, than, like, say, now I grew up in upstate New York, uh, in the Adirondack Mountains, mm. and, and then right now I'm sitting uh, talking from, uh, from York, Pennsylvania, the southern part of Pennsylvania. So okay. I'm wondering how far more north you would be. Hmm. Not that much really yeah. like especially from northern new york the weather would not be that much different now uh new york uh ontario quebec that's a very humid wet weather so yeah. their winters are even colder our winters we in alberta have a very dry in fact it's semi-desert in some places and mm. so our weather here is a very dry heat it's a dry winter I see. It's, it's just very different. We also have in Alberta what's called Chinooks. And I didn't know what that word was <laughs> growing <laughs> up in Manitoba. There was never a Chinook. I got married um, to an Alberta boy. This is how we ended up in Calgary. But we, uh, the first year of marriage, I in the fall, it was just habit for me to tuck away my T-shirts and replace that with, my thick sweaters for winter and my husband said what are you doing mm. you're gonna need your t-shirts and i said for what it's winter winter's <laughs> coming and he goes what are you chipmunk like <laughs> no you're, you don't have to get ready for winter here like you're gonna need the t-shirts and i said for what and he said well when the chinooks come and i went okay now you're just making stuff up like <laughs> what is that 
And so a Chinook is when the the air hits the mountains and bounces back, and it creates this this, uh, overflow of warm air. And suddenly it will go, like we've had winters. (laughs) There was one day in winter where I woke up to minus 20 Celsius, Mm. right? So minus 20 Celsius, and by supper time it was plus 20 Celsius. Wow. Wow. It had... Right. It had warmed up 40 degrees in that one day. Um, and so you get this cloud, this Chinook cloud that covers the atmosphere, and it keeps the warm air in. And, uh, yeah, it's a drastic change. Wow. <laughs> when the wind really starts blowing, people think it's climate change and whatever, if they're yep. not familiar with our area. No, that's just the Chinook. Okay. That's just... And how long does <laughs> that usually... Right. How long does that usually last, Rhonda? Um, up to a few days. A few days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it can vary. It can vary. It, you know, when it got to plus 20, that was rare. That was very rare for it to get that warm. Yeah. But it will It will vary. Um, uh, it'll be about a 10 degree, 10 degree difference mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. And you uh, probably like here, I mean, I remember winters in upstate New York where we were just, I mean, I grew up in the 60s and early 70s, and it, uh, you know, we had a lot of snow, and now it's just not, yeah. it's not the case anymore. No, but, uh, we don't get nearly the snow, and, and it is kind of scary. We've had a little bit of a drought here where the agriculture people here, you know, even though I've been in the city for 30 years, I'm still, a kind, I guess, a farm girl at heart, yeah. and I think about the, the farmers, and with the lack of snow, they're already saying, it's scary. We need moisture. Need and moisture. so we've had rain. We've had rain the last number of weeks here, uh, so I think it's better. I haven't heard the update, but, yeah, it's quite dry. Mm. We haven't been getting the snow like we used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, um yeah, I, I, this is cool. I, I get a chance. I get a chance to talk to artists from uh, actually around the world, like <laughs> Australia, England, uh, yeah, the, the sure. U.S., and a, a couple. I think you're That's the t- cool. second or third from Canada, and uh, oh, it's, cool. it's always nice to talk about the weather. You know, the climate, and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to yeah. good to know a little bit about the area that you're in. Let's talk a little bit about your yeah. music. Now you've got several albums. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, go over some of the sure. titles just for our folks here. And again, we'd like yeah. to invite our listeners to go to rondalouise.net. Uh, one of them is an EP with four songs. Look like Rhonda called "A Servant's Heart," and uh, then um, we... go ahead. That one is called "A Reminisce." Oh, and there it is, "A Reminisce." Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing that's it. okay. Yep, a reminisce. Then we've got. But yes, the servant's heart is one of the first one of the songs on it. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Yep. Okay. The coffee is. That's okay. I think it's kicking in, but I'm not quite <laughs> sure. <laughs> you need some Canadian coffee, Paul. This is the. Uh... That's the real stuff. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ship us down some. All right. And sure, then sure. there is. Paradise, uh, with a song mm-hmm. called Nothing More Beautiful to lead, lead that off. That's a six-song EP. And uh, yeah. I'm seeing a couple, some singles here. Sugar and Spice is yeah. one of them. Rehab is another. Uh, uh, there's one called Rehab, yeah. Addict, and It's My Life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and, oh, another I did a Bon Jovi cover. Uh, <laughs> that is cool. That is very cool. Uh, um, and then another one I see called I'll Sing. And uh, mm-hmm. then uh, Brave Girl is your most recent album. Is that correct? That is, yeah. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. uh, before we get into that, Rhonda, I wanted to ask, um, and I like to ask all, all the artists that we talk to, um, is music something that has always been a part of your life or got it, or you got into it did you get into it later in life i would say it's always been yeah um i have a a photo of me as a baby sitting at my mom's piano and she said as soon as i could sit by myself i just wanted to sit there and play oh and so i don't remember not knowing how to play the piano uh-huh. My mom plays very well, and I would watch her, um, and I studied piano from the time I was five until I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, started writing poetry around the age of 12 and songwriting around the age of 14, but really started songwriting around 18. The song, A Reminisce, I wrote in college at age 18. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, it's always been part part of my life, and it, it was a comfort to me. Um, I had a lot of stress growing up with health issues, uh, emotional issues, and the the ability to pound it out on the piano yeah. was an excellent therapy. <laughs> yes. You know, the harder you play, the better you feel someday, uh, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've talked uh, to people, especially on the old acoustics. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And if, yeah. if they were a little out of tune, that was okay. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've I've now I, I talked to a lot of artists that, uh, that you know, hard times, bad down the down times bring out the music, and mm. then other other people are and that is probably the majority others like myself um when when i the worst times of my life actually the music just kind of went away uh it was almost like the devil tried to steal it from me but then as things came back the music came back but um so has is it always been christian music for you Rhonda, or secular were secular music a part of your life at all um, I didn't listen to a lot of secular music. Well, okay. uh, let's not say that. There was a lot of country music in my house growing up. Okay, yeah. Um, my parents listened to country, so that could be Christian or secular, right? Right, uh, I listened to a lot of uh, Phil Collins and Chicago mm. in mm. high school. Now I'm dating myself. No, nope. um, that's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and then uh, I got into the uh, heavier Christian music with Striper. Right. I started listening to Striper as a teen. Um, but it was mostly the contemporary Christian artists yeah. um, that I listened to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still listen to a lot of uh, rock music in the car. If the lyrics just are not <laughs> where yeah. I want it, my mindset to go, I won't listen to it. But right. the music is is brilliant. Some of their songs is oh, like, yeah. wow, why can't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> I hear um, you. I hear you. But yeah, so I, I listen to a lot of different genres in mm. the car. I have all my presets on the different stations that I like. Um, 
no rap. I can't do the rap thing. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of other uh, genres I will definitely listen to. And I try to try to write in variation with different sounds. Uh, not haven't quite uh, grasped that yet. Totally. <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a progress. It's, it's work. So. Right. Um, <laughs> yep. I hear that too. I hear that too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to share Rhonda a couple of things from your from your website on your about page just for our listeners so they can know a little bit more about you. Uh, you're uh, on uh, friends uh, go to her about page rondalouise.net and I love this um, honest, contemplative, uplifting, and encouraging, personal yet relatable, surprising, mm-hmm. moving. These are only some of the comments in response to Rhonda Louise's music. Um, I like what you wrote here. Uh, songwriting is a, songwriting is extremely vulnerable and revealing. Yeah, that's for so so true. It's somewhat of a musical diary uh, that you say here. Every song has a story behind it, as if to say, "Here is what I have felt, lived through, learned from." And what I have celebrated. When I am ready to share that memory with my fans, it is an incre- incredibly special moment. I love that, Rhonda. You, yeah. You're really sharing from the heart there. And it goes on to say that yeah. you share your music with church services, coffee houses, bistros, house concerts. And uh, in her own, your own concerts, tailoring your songs, uh, your song choices to each unique group of guests. And you said, quote, I love meeting everyone at my shows and enjoying hearing their stories, how they related to a song or a lyric. I love that, uh, Rhonda. So are are you getting out there often and and, uh, sharing your music? You know, not lately. Yeah. Um, I did did an Alberta tour in 2019. We're on the road for 10 days. Uh, And uh, I also have a day job to support the ministry. So... um, I was working my day job, and then um, uh, I was healing emotionally from yeah. uh, from from abuse, and so I just couldn't. I didn't have the mindset to go out there. You can only perform or fake it so much, <laughs> right? <laughs> that the is audience, true. Yeah. The audience is smarter than you think. Yeah, and they know. They know when you're faking it. Yeah, when you're up there smiling and singing. Yep. They're like, no, 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 I'm not buying it. It's almost so like trying to, it. it's trying to use share when, when you're empty, you have nothing to share. And yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. Although there are some times where I guess I did pull it off there. <laughs> I was playing in Calgary and I had just finished. I just finished the song. I barely kicked my hands off the piano. And this girl in the audience pipes up and goes, you're just perfect. Mm. Yeah. I actually, it really upset me. And yeah. she, she thought she was giving me a compliment, right? And I was in the midst of this horrible healing from abuse. Yeah. And I was livid. I thought, don't you dare put that pressure on me, mm. right? So I took the moment to uh, just uh, <laughs> interrupt my set. And I said, don't ever say that to me again. And the audience just 
okay. kind of went, oh crap. Oh boy. <laughs> what's, gonna, what's going on? And I said, I, I pointed to my poster and, I, and my photo and I said, that girl's hair is done professionally. She's wearing clothes she doesn't normally wear. And her makeup is done professionally. I don't look like that every day. Mm. And there are days I don't even know who that is. And you saying that to me puts an expectation on me I can't do. I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> right? Um, I said, we're all God's kids. And he made us equally screwed up, <laughs> equally uh, vulnerable and human. And I'm only up here sharing what I know he can do to fulfill that. And mm. so somehow we were able to turn it around and we finished the, the concert. Um, but it was hard. It was very difficult. Uh, later that night I was wrapping up my banner and I just kind of shook my head like, wow, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> it was really rough. Wow. Um, Thank you for so sharing having, that. Well, sure. You know, it's often, we, we say we don't idolize people, but we really do. You know, it, right. it's being on stage myself. I've learned when I go to a concert to remember that guy just has his own problems, too. Mm -hmm. He has to leave his stuff on his tour bus. And he has to get up there and do his job. You know, for me to cancel a show, you know, is one thing. For a giant artist to cancel a show or a tour, that is a big deal. Yeah. That is a really big deal. And those guys are getting up there more often having to get up there despite what they're having to cope with. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And I, and, I think... And working Go ahead. Working with different artists in Nashville, we talked about this. And it was, uh, you know, I've seen them play up, <laughs> these musicians, I've seen them play with major artists. And for them to say it and to ask me about my kids and my life in Canada, it was very comforting because we're just all here doing the same thing. There's nobody better than the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. Very yeah. true. They just have a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that yeah, but everything else is 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 just the same. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, Rhonda, I think when we're vulnerable like that, uh people can relate to that and it's an encouragement. I mean, just the the thing you, the, what you just shared, I'm sure is an encouragement to somebody else, somebody listening out there is saying, "Yeah. Yeah." Yeah, I feel that way, too. So, uh, it, that's good. Thank you. Rhonda, we'll take just about 10 sure. seconds here. We're going to just uh, identify the station here, and we'll be right back with Rhonda Louise. We'll be right sure. back. All of the podcasts produced at Notespire Music, as well as portions of the programming on WNSM-DB, Notespire Radio, are sponsored by O'Brien Custom Guitars in York, Pennsylvania. At O'Brien Custom Guitars, they build guitars, basses, lap steels, and cigar box guitars specifically crafted to each individual customer specifications. And they perform repairs, modifications, and setups using high-quality hardware, electronics, and materials. For a custom quote or more info, contact Sean 
at O'BrienCustomGuitars at gmail.com. That's O'BrienCustomGuitars at gmail.com. And by Eric Rapp Music. Eric is a singer and songwriter from Pennsylvania, USA, and has been sharing his music for the Lord for over 40 years. His mission is to convey the good news to everyone, to encourage believers, and to help those who are disadvantaged, discouraged, and beaten down to find hope, joy, and peace. In addition to his solo shows, his work with the Save a Life Tour and All Saints Evangelistic Movement helps reach out to those in need in the inner cities. Visit Eric Rapp at his Facebook and Reverb Nation pages at Eric Rapp Music. We thank these folks for their partnership and support. To find out how you can advance your impact by becoming a sponsor of Notespire Music, visit our website at notespiremusic.com. And we're back talking with Rhonda Louise from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Rhonda has some great music out, friends. Want to encourage you, please, to do look her up on the, on the on the web. Uh, RhondaLouise.net is her website. And Rhonda, I'm sure we can. Uh, I'm seeing all the logos on your website. People can find you on uh, Facebook, and Instagram, and YouTube as well, right? And and Twitter it looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. And, it's uh, hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. We, you know, we talk a lot about consistency uh, with uh, on podcasts that we do and with different artists. And it's so hard to be consistent on on social media. But looks like you're doing a pretty good job of it. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we just want to let people know that they can find you there, Rhonda. You play the piano the keyboard very well i know do you play guitar as well no no i've just stuck with the piano i've uh, decided you know i'm gonna keep mastering that sure sure absolutely yeah Yeah. keep keep uh no Mm -hmm. go with what you know and be and be good at it yeah and i know that you are right so when you perform when when you have been out um when you've been out with the uh, and doing doing concerts, do you have a full band? Do you? I, I looks from the photos you're playing your keyboard there, a nice rolling keyboard. Do you have a band with yeah. you, or do you have uh, um, tracks? How do you do your no, concerts? No, um, I play mostly to the backing tracks okay. that uh, the producers, whichever whoever produced that song, knew. Yeah. I'd also want a backing track. Sure. Uh, so they uh, give me a copy of the song without the piano and lead vocal in it. Mm-hmm. And then I practice to that. I have played with a full band right uh, for my my album release concerts. Um, but uh, mostly it's... Uh, it's just me and my Roland. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There and, you go. And, Nowhere and you, to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I hear that. Yeah. I hear Brother that. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. do you sometimes and, and this gives you the freedom, I I'm not gonna ask you if you do it sometimes. You just uh do you like like off the cuff or impromptu just uh do something without the tracks and just do it kind of just you and the piano? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, most of it, I would say. Okay. Um, I also like to do cover songs and really surprise people. Yeah. I love surprising people. I was, <laughs> I was playing at a recovery center in northern Alberta in a city called Grand Prairie. And it was a recovery center for uh, drug or alcohol addiction or sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing my Christian songs, and this one giant guy with tattoos 
he yells out, Bon Jovi, thinking, you know, he's looking at this conservative girl and making this huge joke, not knowing I've covered Bon Jovi. I have recorded one of his songs. Okay. And I looked at him and I said, just a second. And he looks at me and I finished my, uh, whatever. Yeah, I, I finished a couple of songs and then... I get into my version of It's My Life ah. on the piano. It's a slower, cool version of yeah. his rock song, It's My Life. And this guy recognizes the melody, but he's not quite sure what he's listening to. And then I get into the chorus, It's My Life, and his jaw drops <laughs> to the floor. And he's I, like, I can imagine. what? And the whole room just lost it. They loved it. Wow. And uh, I said, yes, I know that's not a Christian song, but you know what? It's true. You Mm. have one shot, and we all know why you're in here. Um, Right. Make it. Make your life the one life that you wanted. Mm. And go out and do better. I gave the same, I did the same performance and the same... uh, lesson when I spoke at a youth prison. I said, this is not the rest of your life. You're not here for a term life sentence, Mm -hmm. right? So when you do get to leave here, don't go back to where you were. Do not go back to those same people because they're really not your friends. Don't go back to where you used to live or used to work. Start over. Start a new life with better people because who you hang out with is who you become. Yep. <laughs> so, there you go. Right? Yep. So make it yours. Mm. And ask God how to do it and he'll make it better than you ever thought. Mm. Good 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 words, good advice. So, a lot of people are, you know, especially the uh the Christians going, You did a Bon Jovi song? <laughs> I said, Have you ever listened to those words though? Yeah. Have you ever really Yeah. Yeah. Did you did yeah. you break into a version of Freebird after that? No. <laughs> I also um I've covered White Snake. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh yeah. what song was there? Oh, here I go again. Okay. Here I go again on my own. Oh. Going down on the only road I've ever known. Mhm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> that that was at a uh that was north, even more northern Alberta in Peace River, and I was doing a outdoor festival, mostly old gospel music, and then up come Toronto yeah. Louise <laughs> yeah. doing uh, this. But very they were cool. Really it. Uh, this senior lady came up to me after and said, "You did Journey better than Journey," mm-hmm. and I almost cried. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, that was And what what Journey song? Like one of my favorite rock bands. Uh, what, uh, what, do you totally. Remember? Yeah. Oh boy. Do you remember? I mean, nobody sings like Steve Perry, but I bet I bet you did a great job. I on know. It. <laughs> That's why I completely changed the song because if you try and do it exactly like theirs, you can't pull it off. No, that's you no. have to make it. You have to make it your own somehow. Yeah, that's right. Oh that's right. God. Well, let's, my uh, friend, who's a massive Journey fan, is going to be disappointed that I can't remember. But well, anyway, maybe it'll come to you. Let's move on. We got a few minutes <laughs> left here. I, I want to cover yeah. two things. I want you to talk about uh, the song "Brave Girl," and then I want to mm-hmm. ask you about maybe some some because you've been through a lot, and there's some listeners right <laughs> now 
that are also have been through a lot or are going through a lot. And I'd like to just maybe see what God gives you that you might, uh, words that you might offer them. But let's talk about Brave Girl. That's the title of your your most uh, recent album. And there's uh, one, two, three, four, uh, seven songs on there. Number four is the title song, Brave Girl. Tell us where that comes from. Brave Girl was a diary song. Uh, It was never meant to go out. Um, Ah. I was coming to terms with uh, the emotional and sexual abuse that I have experienced in the music industry. I see. A lot of people will say, why didn't she report them? Why didn't she go to the police? Well, because it's so horrific. You don't want to even admit to yourself that it happened. You just kind of keep going. You just kind of keep living, and you just go into this numb state of, that could not have happened. And then something will trigger you. Somebody's cologne in a store will remind you of that person. Or you'll see the same car that they drove. You'll see the shoes that they wore. It's it's. It's fascinating Mm. what a trigger can do in PTSD. So I was getting these triggers and realizing, wait a minute, uh, that's not, that, that happened. And it was months of these triggers coming and going where I was going, shoot, as soon as I admit to myself that it happened, then I'm going to have to deal with this. Mm. And who wants to do that? So I just stuffed it. Except then I just felt worse. I just felt fuller and fuller of this pain. And I, uh, I eventually admitted to my husband. I shouldn't say admitted because it's not my fault, right? Yeah. I confided in my husband. There you go. Okay. And said, this is what happened. And Peter being just the most patient and understanding person, I really don't know how he was so calm or is so calm through all this. Mm. He just let me lead the way. He knew she's not going to talk about something until she's come to terms with it herself. Yeah. And when she wants to tell me, she will, and I'll be ready to listen and just, Holder, yeah. and that's what he did. And then I, I also started going to counseling to try and sort through all of this because it just didn't make any sense. And I had to understand abuse to to really know myself mm. and how I was reacting to it. And then I. I had to stop going to church. I didn't want to be patted or hugged. I didn't want to be touched. I didn't let Peter touch me for months. Months. Um, it was very, very difficult. The kids, they knew something's up with mom. Yeah. We don't know what's going on, but if dad is acting like this, that's what I'll do too. He was a good example for the boys. Okay. Um, the boys, they're now 24 and 21. So they were young men yeah. at the time. And then 
I made myself a bracelet with little beaded letters that said brave just to leave the house, just to go grocery shopping. Because if some guy looked at me funny, I would be in the car. Yeah. I I would leave my shopping cart and I would be in the car just bawling, Mm -hmm. getting myself back together so I could go finish my shopping trip. It was very difficult. And then I wore this bracelet for months and I would go hiking. Hiking became my second therapy. Driving is a huge therapy for me. I love to drive. Mm -hmm. The hiking was a bonus. And I was trying to admire this view on the top of the Rocky Mountains. And I couldn't admire what I was looking at because it was, I was in so much pain. I was just bawling like, God, how am I supposed to keep living? I can't live like this. This Mm. is horrible. And uh, I felt him say, go write a song for yourself for a change. (laughs) You wrote, consider yourself loved for somebody else. You wrote that song for someone else. Go write a song for yourself. Okay. And so I took my bracelet off. I walked into the thick of the trees and I hung it on a birch tree. Okay. And uh, I kept walking. It's still hanging there. I've never gone back to that same parking mm-hmm. lot even because I know the moment that went there was so heavy, I don't think I could go back there. Mm. Um, and as I was walking and finishing my hike, I pulled out my phone and, and recorded some voice memos for myself about what I was feeling. And I just... This idea of brave girl, this is what you do instead. And so the first couple of verses became what I was feeling at the time and what I wanted to encourage myself with. And I knew that the third verse was something I wanted to become. Mm -hmm. And so when it came time to record the song, I told my producer, I want to keep that one for last. I'm not there yet. Okay. I, I need I need to feel those lyrics honestly because again, performance needs to be genuine, right? Even in recording, and so um, that song was never going to go out. But I, once I was done writing it, it took about five months to write because I didn't know what can I say, like yeah. what, how do you describe this without being graphic, right? You know, how do you get the message across without getting too detailed. So five months later, I finally finished writing it in the fall of 2019. And uh, I knew it had to go out because I have a good husband that supports me. And I had the counseling to help guide in the healing process. Right. And a lot of women and girls do not have that. And they are walking around with so much pain especially the older generation, because they were never allowed to talk about it. Right. And if they even tried, they were blamed. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that brought it on themselves or whatever, and it's terrible. That needs to change. And so I uh, decided it needs to go out. But in that, I knew if if it's going out to the world, I need to tell my family first. I need to tell my parents, my sister, my husband's family, my close friends, my boss, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Horribly 
difficult. And I knew who would respond well, and I knew who would not respond well. Yeah, okay. And that now is my challenge of um, distancing myself from those who are not responding well. And I'm being called unforgiving and bitter and without them giving any understanding to the changes I've had to make in my life to mm-hmm. better myself. Right. Right. Um, so I phoned up this producer that I had only heard about. I met with him in his, in his studio in, here in Calgary and said, okay, <laughs> hi, this is who I am. This is the song Brave Girl. I want my record to be centered around this song. Um, and these are the other songs built around it. We talked for about three hours or so. I'm, you know, it was an, an unbelievable visit. He was so comforting. And I thought on the way home, man, I hope he agrees to do this. But who wants to do a song like Brave Girl? Mm. Like, how is this going to go? And he had apparently gone home to his wife and said, "This is going to be a deep one." <laughs> <laughs> he was a little, he was a little scared about, okay, how do I pull this off and encourage this girl all at the same time? And we started recording um, in December 2019, and so we did our demos in December, and then January and February of 2020, and then we all know what happened March 2020, right? Right. Um, everything fell apart and I phoned him and said what do we do I'm not supposed to leave my house and you're not supposed to leave yours he said well people are still going shopping and leaving their house what if you still came to the studio but I sat way over there and you sat way over there and did what we needed to do he said we could make this work and I said okay good because just because COVID shows up doesn't mean all of our problems stop, right? Right. You need to and need to get this done. You have to you have to keep going, and there could be these women and girls that are now stuck at home with the very man, yeah, who is abusing them, and they can't leave. This message has to get out, right? And we don't know how long this is going to last. We were in lockdown a, a few months. Mm-hmm. So we made it happen. Uh, when it came time to record the musicians, they sat over there. They sat up over there. I showed up an hour later, waved hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did our recording. Never got to shake their hands until months later. Right. But um, we finished the album in August of 2020. And uh, it's making a record is kind of like wanting to build a house, but, you know, you can't do it yourself. You need all of the different construction guys, and most importantly, you need your um, architect. So my producer, Mark, was like my architect. Okay, this is the album I would like to do. This is kind of the look of the house I want to build. He looks at each song or room and says, okay, this will work. This might not work. How Can I do this? Can I make this change? 
what do you think of this sound? And so he would send me these demos, and I would listen to them at home and go, yes, I like that, or mm, can we take that out? And so we would work together that way. And when the final product came out in August, I just bawled. I was on the way yeah, I can imagine. to the mountains on another on another hike, and I heard the last track of Brave Girl, and I just bawled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can imagine. That, um, that was supposed to be a solid ballad. It was not supposed to big be this big ending. But when we were in his studio, he said, what if in the end of Brave Girl, it explodes? We don't put anything in. It's just this contemplative, softer song. But in the end, it explodes with the drums and guitars and the cool riffs that the guys, I'll have the guys do. And I wasn't so sure about it, but then I understood what he said, and I said, oh, okay, so in the first two verses, she wants to be brave, but in that last chorus, she knows she's brave. Yeah. And he nodded and said, yep, that's what we're going for, and I loved his idea. So mm-hmm. I heard that last track and how he had mixed everything so well and had all those guys play their different... Oh, I just... I wow. couldn't believe it was mine. Awesome. It was unbelievable. Awesome. And, uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah... Go ahead. Uh, so, friends, we we want you've you've heard uh, friends, you've heard Rhonda talking about this song. Now, make sure that you listen to it. This is uh, a song that you really need to hear. So, please do go to her website at rondalouise.net and uh, click on music. Yeah, and it's uh, you'll see newest album, and that is uh, mm-hmm. Brave Girl. And that is cut number four on there. And you can also find that song on, uh, oh, I'm sure all the major download and streaming sites. Right, Rhonda? Yeah, yeah. iTunes and Spotify and Apple Music. It's yeah, all there. All there. Yeah. Rhonda, and, 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 of course, CDs, hardcover CDs. For those that want them, they yeah. are there as well. Okay, right. You can order a CD right here. And please... Uh, Please, you might want to do that, friends. Yeah, that's going to help Rhonda out, and uh, you're going to be blessed by that. Rhonda, we got about five minutes left. Uh, any words of encouragement that you would like to give uh, somebody that may be, uh, maybe not going through, or they might be, and we just don't know. Only God knows for sure. Somebody that somebody that's going through things and wants to. How about we we focus on somebody that feels like they've got music inside them but they just uh, they're facing whatever obstacle it might be what what are maybe the maybe a biggest the biggest obstacle that you have faced in trying to get that music out of you and out to the world oh boy i would say the biggest obstacle is the self-doubt self-doubt yeah it's, um, yeah because you know in it's, it is a ministry, but it is a business, too. Mm-hmm. And you tend to compare yourself with someone else's product mm-hmm. or image mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. But if you have your own unique story to tell, that is what will sell. That is what is going to draw people to your music and be honest. You don't have to share everything, but 
whatever you're going to share, be honest about it. Again, people are, they're smart. <laughs> They'll yeah. know when you're yeah. trying to fake it. Yeah. And don't record something that you think they want to hear. Do what you want to do. Ah, right? Very good. Do what you want to do. This is my sound. This is what I like to do. And you'd be surprised how many people go, wow, it's so good to hear mm. something different, something refreshing. Yeah, because um, on, only you can do that. So be the best exactly. you that you can be. Don't try to be somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if you can find a producer that can do that, great. But that producer, the most important thing about working with the producer is the relationship you have with them. Yeah. Um, you spend so much time together in that room. You almost, and in such a compact time frame. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark and I saw each other in his studio two or three times a week for those, whatever, eight months. So some, there were weeks where I saw him more than my own husband, (laughs) right? And you get to know each other so well in your family life and work life and music life. It has to be a a good working relationship where you trust them. Yeah. You trust them with what you want to bring. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, we we still text and call each other when our singles are on the radio. I'll take a <laughs> photo cool. in my car and send it. Hey, Mark, we're on. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, hey, yeah, Mark, make, make sure he knows about Notes by a Radio because your your music is on here. Anyway. That's right. I will text him today. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Rhonda, thank you so much. We are out of time, but thank you so much for sharing with us. And you know what? Why don't we kind of, you know, if I don't get to you, if we don't get to you, then get back to us in maybe four or six months later this year. Why don't we maybe around the holidays? Let's do this again. And let's. Uh, I would love that. Yeah, sure. let's let's talk about because I know yeah. you've got some Christmas and holiday music. We haven't got a chance. We didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to talk about that today, but we will. So yeah. let, let's uh, let's mark our calendars to do that, and we'll uh, sure. we'll touch base then, and uh, and we'll continue this conversation. But thank you, uh, on behalf of our listeners, Rhonda. I want to thank you for everything that you're doing for the Lord, uh, for sharing your gifts, for all that He. Uh, and thank him, of course, for all that he has brought you through. And finally, just I guess I'll just say it this way: thank you for sharing, because I know, I know that it's gonna, it's, it has been, and it will be con- continued to be an encouragement to others. Uh, yeah, in thank many, you. in many ways. So, yeah. Thank you. So you're very welcome. Uh, friends, you're listening to the Notes by Radio Artist Insight. Remember, this airs. Uh, you're hearing it on our station on Notes by Radio. You may also be hearing it on our, one of our podcasts on your favorite podcast site. It airs on the radio. Just for the listeners' sake, yeah, let them know. Wednesdays, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's at notespireradio.com. You can also find the station uh, if you're want to listen on your phone just go to one of the uh if you don't have it on your phone uh, the live 365 l-i-v-e 365 that's a free app that you can download onto your phone uh and use it to search for the word notespire and you will find notespire radio and listen that way Rhonda, god bless you thank you again for sharing with us 
And we, no worries. And uh, while I'm not performing a lot lately, I am doing speaking engagements. And so if uh, your group yeah. or church wants me to come and speak, um, Canada, U.S., I'm game. We could okay. even do something online. Uh, that would be great, too. Okay, good. I'm glad. Good. I'm glad you mentioned that. And friends, if you get sure. any questions about that, Rhonda is available to sing or speak mm-hmm. at your church or other location. Please go to her website, and you can contact her right there. Okay, Rhonda, great. you enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, thank again, you. Again, thank you. Thank you. Very welcome, and thank you. And we'll talk to you again soon. God bless. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Notespire Radio Artist Insight. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. And join us next time when we again bring you a unique look into the lives, music, and ministries of Christian artists. Here on Notespire Radio Artist Insight.